Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Hundreds of thousands of auto workers are threatening to strike soon against America's major automakers, and a big reason is because of electric vehicles. See, laborers want to make sure they aren't left behind in America's transition to EVs. But at the same time, a potential strike could put President Joe Biden in a tough spot between balancing his aggressive climate goals and 2024 political ambitions. So today, Politico's James Baikalis breaks down what automakers are asking for, how the administration is responding, and what's at stake politically. It's Monday, August 14th. So the powerful auto workers union, the United Auto Workers, is just entering negotiations with the big three Detroit automakers, Ford, GM, and Stellantis. And the leaders of the UAW have already threatened a potential strike as soon as September. And that's because they're coming out with some very high demands for wage increases and benefit increases, particularly in light of the transition to electric vehicles. And this is where the Biden administration comes in, because it's been a huge proponent of EVs, which a lot of auto workers fear will affect their jobs. You know, EVs require less labor to produce, and they require some different skills than many auto workers have today. So many members of the UAW, as they enter negotiations, are concerned that the Biden administration's push for EVs is going to potentially put them out of a job in the future. Got it. And you report a central issue is the status of workers in plants that are producing batteries, many of which are jointly owned with battery companies. So what's that challenge about and how hard is it to resolve? Right. So the automakers are increasingly creating these joint venture companies with major battery companies, many of them from Asia, particularly from Korea. These joint ventures, which have received a huge amount of federal funding from particularly from the bipartisan infrastructure law, to some extent benefiting from the Inflation Reduction Act. The problem for the UAW is that because they're joint ventures between the automakers and other battery companies, they're not covered by the UAW's existing contracts with the automakers. So from the UAW's perspective, that means that many auto workers are now going to be making wages that are lower than workers who would be working in UAW covered plants. They also allege that some of these battery plants that aren't covered by UAW have substandard safety conditions compared to UAW covered plants. That's the central contention that the UAW is making as they would like to get increased wages and safety standards for the workers in these joint ventures. And it looks like in your reporting that some lawmakers are actually urging automakers to come to an agreement that does include these joint venture EV battery facilities in national contract. Is that right? Yes. So 
The UAW has been working to drum up support among Democrats and the Biden administration, particularly as they do make this EV push. For example, they've withheld their endorsement for President Biden's reelection, citing these concerns over EVs. So UAW is really upping the pressure on Democrats, and we've seen some lawmakers come out and throw their support behind UAW in this joint venture issue. There was a letter in July from a number of senators led by Sherrod Brown of Ohio who called for the automakers and battery companies to integrate these joint ventures into their master agreements with the UAW. And we spoke to some, some labor experts, and they told us that it's probably not likely that the UAW would be able to get these joint ventures covered by their contracts with the automakers. However, the UAW does want to push for higher wages and other concessions at these joint ventures in the process of these contract negotiations. Gotcha. And there's no expectation, though, that Biden is publicly going to discuss specific demands or even involve himself in negotiations to prevent a strike, which, as you noted, could happen as early as September, mid-September. So, I mean, what would you say just big picture is at stake for him with an eventual resolution still very much in question? Right. So all of this is really tied up in 2024 electoral politics. The UAW has long been a powerful base for support for Democrats and for Biden particularly. And so the White House is certainly concerned about this issue enough to have appointed a point person to coordinate, you know, monitor these negotiations. And it's not likely that Biden would involve himself directly in the negotiations, but certainly the UAW wants Democrats to be backing them. And, you know, what's at stake for a lot of lawmakers, as well as Biden himself, is that Michigan is a key state for presidential politics. And former President Trump is already making a play in this electric vehicle realm. He's talked about how Biden's EV push could destroy the Michigan automaking industry. And Trump has actually made an effort to court UAW's endorsement, which They've said won't happen, but they haven't endorsed Biden's reelection yet. And not having their support would certainly be a, a major blow to Biden heading into 2024. Also, the Treasury Department will not issue any guidance on the Inflation Reduction Act's clean hydrogen tax credit by this week's deadline. It's a delay that industry officials and environmental groups say is necessary to get the complicated guidance right. Instead, the department expects to issue initial guidance this fall, according to a person familiar with the department's plans. The lucrative credit has been a focus of lobbying efforts for months between developers, companies, and environmental advocates. For more news on energy and environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron knows developing and deploying carbon capture and storage is a critical step in helping make progress towards global net zero, which is why we're targeting 25 million tons of CO2 per year in storage and offsets by the end of the decade. 
That's energy in progress. Visit chevron.com slash carbon capture.